TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 438, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. Hey, this is Peter. I write for Why So Blue. Hey, this is Aaron. I'm an actor-writer from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Yusa, and I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. All right, and this particular uh, podcast will be the last of the year, and, and as such, we will later in the podcast be giving our best, worst, and uh, memorable TV shows of 2019. Each of us will give our list out and let us know if you agree or disagree. But first up, we're going to talk about the news. Um, Green Eggs and Ham on Netflix has been renewed for season two for none of us that were watching that. Uh, Adrian Brody has been set to star in Jerusalem's Lot for Epics. And it's based on a Stephen King novel. Um, David Makes Man has been renewed for season two. And a new show called The Beach, based on a YA novel, has been uh, picked, uh, will be coming from Julie Pleck and has been picked up by HBO Max. And I think on my count, that is show number five for her. So she will be very, very busy next year. Go, uh, Julie. Go, Julie. <laughs> Uh, Tom, but she's no Greg Berlanti. I know. I think she's trying to catch up. I, I feel like that's her mission. She's like, She's oh, Berlanti is doing that thing. I know. Well, I have confidence. All right. Uh, <laughs> though the only thing about Berlanti is because he does this, there's no show that really has his mark. Like, yeah. it feels like him. He's so, become a brand. Right. Uh, all right, Tom, your news. Okay. Amazon has cast Morphid Clark to play young Galadriel in Lord of the Rings prequel series. CBS All Access has announced that Zach Grenier is returning to the good fight in his role as David Lee, which he played during season one of that show in all seven seasons of The Good Wife. Disney Plus is developing a Turner and Hooch series based on the Tom Hanks movie. HBO Max has announced that Uzo Adubo is joining Lupita Nyong'o in Americana. Netflix canceled Daybreak after its first and only season. And Peacock has announced that John Michael Higgins will play Principal Todman in the Saved by the Bell reboot. No! Why? Yeah, but he's a good actor at least. So. No, I'm just being Saved by the... Why? Because they can... it's all about IPs, Libya. I know. I know. I don't, even actually... I don't even know why I'm acting surprised anymore. All right. Let's start off with the show's... First up, we will be talking about the season finale, perhaps series finale, of The Watchmen. Um, and uh, They announced it, it as season. So. They did announce it as season, but Lindelof also said he's not coming back. Although so, he said, no, he, re, he, he has revised that and said he'll, and he might have an idea for a season two, and he'll decide in a few weeks if he'll come back. And huh. I have a feeling that HBO is going to like, hey, if you don't come back, we'll find somebody who will. Well, I mean, he, he actually suggested it. He said it could be like True Detective and it could be an anthology and have mm-hmm. different showrunners. He did <laughs> say freaking... that. No, I, I think I, I want I want more. What they need to do is like like um, uh, Westworld. Every other year, do a season. Don't do it every year. But this give, them, season give them time so... to plot it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This season was so incredibly good. So what did you think about the finale itself? Let's talk about that. Do you want me to go first? Go for it. I loved it. I loved it. It was perfect. It was, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any complaints. Everything was net. Every, everything flowed naturally. Um, just, no, I thought it was, it's a great show. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm so, I'm happy. And I've been a very big critic of DC's exploitation of Watchmen as a property. They did a bunch of miniseries called Before Watchmen, which I thought was completely necessary. And when I heard this was going to be a sequel series, I was not happy. I was like, 
you know, I'm like grumpy guy on the couch. Yeah, make me laugh. But, <laughs> dude, you won me over with the opening of the series, the Tulsa Race Massacre, and then Regina King is the lead. And every- I can't think of any false notes. Yeah, they, there were no bad episodes in the entire season. But, uh, Peter, I know you jumped on late. Well, not that you jumped on late. You, I was just bugging you forever to hurry up and catch up. So you did. And uh, what did you think of the last episode? Oh, I um, I love this. I love the whole season. I would agree. I don't think there were any bad episodes. I thought every episode was really good. Um, I will say that I... I thought it was a really good, I don't know, I am, I am, I guess, unlike Tom, I'm a little mixed. I'm not mixed in the execution. I thought it was a very well-made finale, and I thought it, I, I mean, everything, which is what we really got in the, in the penultimate, everything about Angela and uh, Dr. Manhattan, I thought was fantastic. I thought all that stuff was really great. My only thing was, I, I don't know, like, I'm a little mixed on, like, it felt like the show was about um, was about race, and by the end of the show, the villains, the 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 is it the Seventh Cavalry? Is right, that what right. Called? Yeah, the Seventh Cavalry are pretty like they're not they're, that threatening. Yeah, they're like nothing, you know. Right. Like, which, on the one hand, I can sort of appreciate, but on the other hand, uh, on the other hand, and this is just speaking as a person who's Asian, while I like Lady True. True and she is always kind of a weird character through the season. Oh, I always thought she was evil. Yeah, I guess I guess I just feel like I'm not sure the optics on that as like I'm I'm a little tired of seeing the especially like the Asian woman be like this kind of evil, you know, um especially the kind of conniving cuz she's very much this like super brain like kind of character. I just Except feel like, that I, I, I will say that they made I, uh, they will. I will say that they made uh, Ozymandias basically. She was just a mirror image of him. So they had two characters that were basically the same, and it didn't. Well, no, but he he redeemed she, himself in it. it not really. Ends, do you know what I mean? So, I don't think so. Well, he he no. He was he was an integral part of destroying her. Yeah, like but he, he didn't destroy her to do the right thing. He destroyed her. Because she had the audacity to try to get the power. She had the audacity to tell him he was a rerun to insult him. No, and... he, he kept talking about how he wanted to save the world. And he saved it again. Like, he wanted to save the world. Yeah, but, it was, he, but he did, but, but it was you, because of they're ego. They're not mutually exclusive. They're right. not mutually exclusive. He can have the ego. He can do, say... But I don't think I he redeemed himself. And I think he deserved to go to jail. So I, I didn't I, think but, he redeemed but, himself. But he got his comeuppance. Like, I'm not saying he redeemed himself completely. But he did come back to save the world. He, he figured out how to do it. So it's, you know, it's gray. I'm not saying that he became some sort of like only a hero but his arc was that he you know came back around and and essentially destroyed his daughter you know what i mean so i i don't disagree with you i just think those things can be true all true like all of the things can be true well no no no. i mean honestly i'm i'm neither here nor there on the asmanius thing but i will say libya to your point to my point about race and asian stereotypes i do feel that that's also kind of a stereotype of like the person who is she's Asian on the outside, but but in this case she's literally like her genius comes from a white person. Like I mean, okay. so, that's that's so, that's valid. But I will banana. Oh wow! Yeah, also, but, but she should be actually biracial. I mean, because yeah. her, her sperm, the sperm was came she from just a white. Did, she didn't look like it, but yeah. It really no, and that's like wait. That. This is I found this really ironic. I'm going to jump in here because I'm I'm also Asian, and um, the thing is, I laughed. I actually said this to my friend who does casting, like a lot of casting, and I'm con- and he's has a bit of power, so I'm constantly going, "Give me some more yellow faces. Where are my people? You know what I mean? And and there are. Actually, of the Asian races, there are a lot of Koreans that are being cast, like a lot. So we joke about it all the time, but I complain and I say, are you going to give me a whole Asian? Because a lot of times when they cast an Asian person, they're actually biracial. They actually half white. So this is the um, reverse? Oh, this like is the, the reverse. Dude, I laughed about this. From, like, um, the dude from Crazy Rich Asians. Well, I, well yeah. He, uh, he, yeah, hold, he, hold but on. a lot. I want to get to, to. I want to actually address Peter's subject because Lindelof directly addressed the the question of 
why the series started off about race and then it became about it, it kind of drifted to some other things and that's not kind of that wasn't exactly the focus at the end and he said that was deliberate because he thought that it would minimize the idea of racism that we're facing in the country if we said that a bunch of superheroes could solve racism and he was like no we can't solve racism he said only thing i can do is shine a light on it but i'm not going to be presumptuous enough to be like in my story I will have our heroes do a thing and we will s- defeat all racism. He was like, no, that's, that's ridiculous. And so I, that's I, why I'm saying he, he knows that he didn't resolve the thing that he set up in the pilot. He was like, I had no intention of doing that. I don't have a problem with that. I, right. I don't either, but I was just saying, I was just answering Peter's comment because, because Peter was, I, his comment was that. And that, and that, not only that, but the seventh cavalry is still racist and they still got the, what was coming to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they still okay, got I, killed at the end. I, I want to go back to his point about the demonization of the female Asian. You know, well, we can't. Uh, we, the, that, that's no. a whole discussion. We have a lot of things to talk about. We cannot. We cannot have that be the. No, no. Know. But I just. But I want to say this one thing because as an Asian woman, I think I have something to say about this. Because what I'm finding that's interesting is back in the day when I was very young, we were either prostitutes. Or, um, you know, we, we were very sexualized or we were victims of like a, we were refugees of a war kind of a thing. And then occasionally there was the dragon lady. And I feel like I'm almost done. We're kind of coming back to the dragon lady Asian thing. And it's not just the show. It's so many shows, even like Batwoman. And I won't go on to it because I won't, you know, elaborate. But I uh, Peter definitely I mean, sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> Peter definitely tapped into something that I am absolutely um, very aware of. And I think it's pretty broad. I had that conversation with multiple people. So I don't love that they kind of went with that stereotype, but, and, and I loved Watchmen. So I, you know, and if there's any note, quote unquote, that was wrong a little bit, I felt like that was a little bit of a lazy kind of obvious thing, but whatever, that's, you know, that's it. Okay. Uh, Aaron, your thoughts real quick before we move uh, yeah. on, because we do have to move on. Go ahead. Absolutely. Yes. Um, absolutely loved every moment of Watchmen um, of the finale. Um, only thing. My oh, chicken, chicken egg. Did she, she, did she do your point, but also comment. Do you think she yes. uh, got the powers? Go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. My, my only tiny, tiny little nitpick gripe is I felt like Gene Smart wasn't as utilized in the oh, last yeah. episode. Yeah, that, sure, yeah. yeah definitely. My, but that's my only gripe. Other than that, it blew my mind. I had to watch it twice. I, I was floored with the, with the egg sequence. I believe personally because i was going back and forth that's why i had to watch it again and i think she did get the power because they kept dropping little foreshadowing notes that he can transfer to power if he chose to and because Mm -hmm. they played so much uh importance throughout the episodes with her grandfather um and and all of the different times eggs appeared where she broke them and they were in in the kitchen together i i think she got the power um, whether they're going to continue that storyline, they don't even have to, because I think as an anthology, I think it would be brilliant. But Regina King floored me throughout this entire episode, and if she doesn't get a nomination for something, it's a crime. I will say, uh, all of the people who don't think that Lindelof uh, planned this ahead of time, go back and look at the season one poster of Watchmen. It is a picture of Sister Knight bathed in blue light. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah. So who, who, who thinks that he didn't plan this? There's no way that he did yeah, not. I'm just saying. After Lost, there's no way he would like risk that. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, and he, I want to say this: that's the that's the great. I, I really enjoyed the Watchmen because it was a tight nine. Like there was, mm-hmm. there wasn't just oh no episode that wasn't great. There was no episode scene dialogue that was wasted. It was right, just. Yeah. It kept going, 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 and I think that's how you need to do uh, nine episodes. I mean, I know that when you do 22, we're going to get filler, and that's kind of okay, but not at nine. You can't do that at nine, that's and that's right. Mandalorian. Oh, I feel like you calling some show out. We're not there I, yet. Wait, wait I for it. The, I think the days of 22 to 24 are gone. Rapidly. They're gone, yeah. On ABC, on, I mean, not ABC. Network. On, on the networks, I think they're still going to be there, but I don't disagree with you. I mean, but my point is, um, if you're going to give me nine, you better make it tight. Mandalorian is less than nine, and it's yeah. it's not like that, is what I'm saying. I said so, wait for it. It's on, it's, on our, it's on our list, so wait for it. Uh, next, up, next up, we're going to talk about 
his dark materials. And this week's episode is after the big jailbreak, and Lyra is decided she's going to go save her dad. Yay! But she has to figure out, uh, she ends up getting captured by the bears, and it's like a whole thing. But I will say, for me, I love the moment where she finds her dad... And I real there's some because you know they're like oh he's working on this experiment up on the top of this mountain and blah 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 and he's dealing with uh, the what is it called the dust and you saw the experiments the mom was doing where she was cutting the the what do you call the, them? the demons from the kids because when they get older it gets locked in and blah 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 and there's this moment at the as they're building towards what he's doing in the experiments I was like wait a minute what if He's doing the same experiment. And this look he gets on his face when he sees his daughter's there, he gets panicked and he doesn't want her there. He freaks out. And then he sees that she's brought another child. And he's like, oh, who have you brought? And I went, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, in, from, out of the fire into the, what's the, what is it? Frying pan into the fire? Oh, my goodness. And so I, I think we're about to find out that her father is not the good guy she's assuming that he is. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like they did a really good job of setting that up so it's not, like, out of left field. Because I figured it out, like, right before they revealed it. So that I think that's good writing. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, well, yeah, I, I absolutely um, – I got chills in that moment. Um when uh, James McAvoy said, oh, you've not come alone. I, I got chills because yeah. I knew, I said, it's all revealed here. And um, I think that that's, that's excellent writing. But I mean, not to mention the fact that the way that they weave in um, Yurik reclaiming his kingdom and his throne. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was really great. That was awesome. And he was fueled on by his love for Lyra. So, I, I you know what I mean? Because he want, Because he knew when he was down and it looked like he was going to be defeated, she gave him that spark to go back and, and finish the job. So um, I love the relationships in um, within this episode. And and just for me, I mean, oh my gosh, I hope next, I hope we see more of Seraphina, um, the witch. Oh, I right. Love- She's super powerful. It's crazy how powerful she is. She is. And I love the way that they insert her just at the right moment. So we don't get too much of her, but right. she comes, Beautifully to move the story along, to, to set up so there's no exposition, but she gives the details in such a beautiful way, and then she moves on. I love the actress that's playing her. I, I don't know her name, but I think she's phenomenal in this role. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more about what the witches are going to do as you know the oncoming battle comes um, with the magistrate. Um, I'm still curious about the young man who's in our world. Yeah, um, well, I want how- those stories to link up, because right now they don't make any sense. Exactly. And that's my only thing. I'm like, okay, let's move it forward. We need to get them together. Whether she's coming into our world or he's going into theirs. Right. Which is, so I think they're, they, they're very elaborate about how yeah. his destiny is linked with her destiny. And I was like, yeah. okay. And her father. So I mean, his father. Right. So I'm like, okay, we need to, now we need to get further. We, we, we know we keep getting the mystery repeated which I'm fine with, but it's just we keep hearing the same thing over and over and over. But I'm like, let's get to it. I'm ready. You got right, me on the right, right, right. elevator. <laughs> get them together. So um, <laughs> I, I love the episode. Um, I haven't seen a wrong episode with, with uh, his dark materials either, at least for me. Anybody else before we move on? All right. Uh, you guys need to catch up because I know Peter's a little behind, but catch on up. Ooh. All right, next up we're going to talk about episode, is it seven of The Mandalorian? I believe it is. Um, oh, yeah. And this actually Deborah is... Deborah Chow rocks. Who? Hmm? Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow, the director, rocks. I yeah, feel... She's, she's done the two best episodes. Like, she's done the, the two best yeah. episodes. There's your Asian representation, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Behind the camera. Behind the camera. Well, you need both. You need, you need both. Too. Oh, you need I know. Both. I'm not saying behind the camera is the most important. Right. Because they have Well, listen. Power. She checks. She checks two boxes. She's a woman and she's Asian. So that's double. Oh no! Stuff. Three boxes. Three she's boxes. awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, she's awesome. awesome. <laughs> she should uh, be doing features because she knows how to stage action well, scenes like nobody's business. I also yeah. think that what's really interesting is they were like listening to our notes we gave last week, which was the fact that there's no through story. And this yeah. episode was like, oh, remember that through story we started like in episode one and two? Here you go. And we're it, back. And it feels yeah. like all the episodes in the middle were completely unnecessary. Like episodes one, two, and three necessary and then this episode and so what is that four that we didn't need like come on like that's that's just a waste no actually that that was just this this was seven and one two three so that was just four five and six three that were kind of unnecessary yeah and i feel like like uh i'm agreeing with you son on this case which is there's only eight episodes you can't afford to give me three boring episodes right um, or unattached. Even if they weren't completely boring, they were just, you know, floating out in the space by themselves. Literally. Oh, <laughs> bad. Uh, but let's talk about what waka, was waka, good. Waka. Let's talk about what was good about this one, which was we got back to the Everything. Main, <laughs> main central story. <laughs> we had ramifications and um, consequences. I have to say when, oh, what is the guy's name? The Nick Nolte's character. Quill. Quill. Weathers? No, Quill. Uh, when he's riding, they're like, okay, take yeah. the baby back to the ship, and he's riding Ooh. back to the ship at full oh, speed, and then oh, he opens heart. up the dock, and I'm like, he's going to make it. He's not going to make it. He's going to make it. He's not going to make it. He's going to make it. And then you see, oh, he didn't make it. Like, yeah. that was pretty good. That was um, awesome. And broke my heart. It really Yeah, did. and if we're going to be really specific, I loved how she, the director, focused on the baby first. You know yeah. what I mean? Baby Yoda was just kind of hanging out by itself. And you were like, wait, what happened? You know, and then she slow panned to the body. I thought that really wrung out the most emotion from that, you know, mm-hmm. situation. They yeah. it, they, it was really directed well. She mm-hmm. like got the most out of it. What, everything that she needed to show, she chose. She made all the right choices, I thought. And and then we have our intro of our new villain, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, makes a grand entrance. That was that's mm-hmm. how that's how you enter a show. Yeah, like yes, you do it just yeah. like that. Um, yep. So it he seemed very Star Wars. It seemed he, you know, da, 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 and then the thing coming down. It really gave me that energy of a Star Wars movie, straight up. He had uh, some of that Kylo Ren. Bum, bum, Okay, it's Pe- the villain. Uh, Peter, you were our, supposedly our Star Wars champion. What 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 are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I well, I also wanted to say that I agree. I think that those middle episodes, I was thinking about them, and I was like, those middle episodes, whether or not they're varying degrees of quality, those middle three episodes, you could watch those in any order. Yeah, like, it there's wouldn't re- even matter, right. Right, it wouldn't matter. Um, but no, no, this I thought was... I was great. And yes, by the end, when it said directed by Deborah Cho, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. So I was like, she did the best one. Um, but yeah, I thought the, the introduction of Gus uh, was great. And um, I, I like Herzog. I uh, gave him one more like little scene. And also, I really liked um, – I like we finally get – before Baby Yoga, Baby Yoda gets taken away, we finally get him uh, healing. Like, right. so he heals. So I thought that was pretty good. But yes, I was pretty heartbroken when um, – you know, uh, oh. I have spoken. Quill. What's the name? Quill? Yeah, when Quill. he died, I was like, oh, man. Like, but, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. Oh, wait, one question. And I get for uh, Gina Carano, remember when they're, like, they're going in, they're like, okay, we're going to do, they're like, I'll pretend that I've, like, we captured the Mandalorian, you co- you found him, and he says, be sure to cover up your arm. What's, what, what, well, what's she, the tattoo? Well, she's, she, the tattoo shows she's a, a, a trooper for the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. So it would tell whose side she's on. Uh-oh. I thought she was a shock trooper. Yeah, she was a rebellion shock trooper. She was not. She hates. That's why he got her to go because she hates the Imperials. Yeah. Oh, also great use of uh, two things. I, as a kid, um, I loved my stormtrooper troop transport, and I was like, Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was so cool. Which you don't see a lot of in the original trilogy. Yeah, well, but again, it was... Oh, yeah. And then also, wait, I love that, and then there was another... Oh, and of course, the speeder bikes. I was like, oh, the speeder bikes, Return of the Jedi. Like, uh, yeah. No, I thought it was terrific. I thought, like, it's absolutely, yeah, it's one of the best episodes, and yeah, really great cliffhanger. So, yeah, yeah, that was really good. 
All right, so we're going to say thumbs up for that episode finally, since we've had the last viewer kind of middling. Uh, moving on, next up we're going to talk about The Expanse, and we're going to talk about episodes three and four. Episode three is three called... Three and four. Yeah, I just said that. Uh, three, um, three is called Subduction, and four is called Retrograde. And um, in, in Subduction, it's the episode where... Um, Naomi finds out that her heart can't take the, the being planet side, but she kind of, she's like, oh, I'm, t- I'm going to tough it out. And they're like, no, your heart will literally explode. And she, yeah. So, and she still does not listen, but it's in the middle of the, was it Murtry is that guy, the human, um, guy that's on the planet that likes to just murder people. Um, he's like. He does his ambush and ambushes the uh, belters in the in that cabinet and kills like everybody and starts hunting and it's just like crazy. And, oh, the ones who were conspiring to right, the ones who were conspiring. Like, well, they were trying to. Yeah, I mean, my thing is, yes, I get that they're trying to to paint the belters as gray, but I'm usually always on the side of the belters. Like that's just mm-hmm. how I'm gonna roll, and especially because they just show how oppressive the government is to them. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, but it showed that you know Naomi tries to get the one woman back to the ship and firefight all this other craziness. What did you guys think of that episode? Well, the, the thing that I thought was kind of interesting is that although we want to be on the Belter's side. When we find out that they were the ones who sabotaged oh, that yeah. first, well, we suspected that. that. We did suspect that. Well, we, well, it's kind of initially it's kind of gray, especially when those metal thingies show up. Right, right. But once we find out that they did it, that it would make us sympathize with them, except for the fact that he's such an a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. I mean, he has a line. I don't know if it's. It, it might not be in these episodes, but he has a line later on. You referred to it last week, but he just he lists off a litany of the things that how he's been wrong, and it's like I'm the bad guy, and we're like, yeah, yeah you, you are, you yeah. literally are, yes. And, and that's the other problem I have a little bit, which is Holden. You know, has always been my least favorite character, and then mm. after all this stuff that happens with Moultrie. Holton tries to like step up. He's like, I'm not going to let him push me around. I'm going to be the one in charge now. And I'm, and he walks up to him and he punches him. And you're like, okay, Holden be. And he was like, well, no, never mind. And I'm like, really Holden? Like it's, it's almost like the writers don't know who Holden is. Like they want him to be you know, the they... tough leader, but it only lasts for half an episode. And then he's like, the nego- he's a negotiator, but he always feels like he negotiates from a position of weakness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Holden, ugh. He, he, you I don't cheer. like Holden, but well, I, I cheer. F- I know, but I cheer for him when he's trying to be strong. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's be strong. And then it doesn't last very long. That's all. Go ahead, uh, Aaron. Your thoughts? Um. Yeah. Um. Now I. Make sure, hopefully I don't go too far over because I watched I binge watched the whole thing. Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> help it. I, I, so I kept trying to hit the button to stop, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't so, stop. <laughs> it wouldn't stop. So I had to watch it all. So hopefully I don't go too far uh, over. Okay, um, well let me let me yeah. tell you. Okay, so Bobby just quit her job uh, on the, the on the base or on the lunar base because she oh. couldn't deal with the fact that she helped these bad guys. Mars. Uh, yeah, Mars. Sorry, lunar base. Wrong wrong mm-hmm. planet. Uh, okay. So Bobby just quit her job when she went, she reported herself to her supervisor and then her supervisor, uh, then was like, Oh, that sounds like a good plan. Let's totally do that and make money. And she's like, no, I'm trying to be, she's trying to be lawful and good. And every time she tries to do the right thing, everyone's crooked. And so she doesn't know what to do. That's what's going on with Bobby. Uh, of Vassarala, of Right. She has her new rival, which I, to be honest, considering what politics are like right now, I really don't need to see debates. And, right. <laughs> and they're doing uh, the books, girl. Uh, I guess, it but it's just, it's just kind of, it's just kind of <laughs> irritating because I'm like, I see this every day. I don't need to see this now. But I mean, it does show the stuff she's dealing with. She's dealing with some really like hardcore 
yeah. decisions. And then you see the person running against her is just backseat driving, telling her all her mistakes, which mm-hmm. whatever. And then, uh, like I said, on the planet, you're dealing with uh, uh, Murtry just killing people. Yeah. And then he has the camp on lockdown. And yeah. uh, that's where we left off. Oh, okay. how do we like how do we like Amos new friend? You mean the girl that he's sometimes sleeping with that sometimes saves his life, that girl? His frack buddy. Yeah. Um I like Amos a lot, but I don't really care about her because I yeah. think they're setting her up to be they're trying to set her up as a good guy that's just following Murtry because he did a favor for her a long time and she's turning a blind eye to all the evil stuff he did. But since she's sleeping with Amos, at some point it's going to be like, oh my god, Amos, you were right, and my boss is really an evil person. Like, I mean, they're foreshadowing it so hard that it's not interesting. Well, yeah, there, yeah um, I, I do agree with that. If I remember correctly, and I forgot the belter's name that Naomi was helping, but I think she said she accidentally set off the missile. If well, I'm what, not what happened was she oh, said no, 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 it. No, 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 it wasn't an accident. It wasn't, it wasn't. It's too she, she didn't mean for anyone to get killed. Right. She Everyone meant was, She meant for, she wanted to blow up the landing site before they arrived. They arrived mm-hmm. like three hours early. So her right. objective was, I'm going to blow this thing up, and then they have no <laughs> place to land, and then they'll leave. But then they got there early, and her other companions were like, well, this is even better. We'll just kill them. Kill them, right. And she's like, no, and she tries to fight them, and they end up having to knock her out. Because she, she's a very, she's a reluctant participant to the whole thing. Yes, absolutely. So, I well, mean, I, I, I like the character arc that they gave her. Um, right. Because I feel like we, we get to see a lot of conflict. We get to see guilt, but we also see her passion um, for her people. So I like the juxtaposition that they used with her. I think that's a great through line character um, that hopefully we'll see again, um, you know, uh, going forward. Um, I'm enjoying um, the dynamic with Naomi having to struggle with her health. I think that that's a very interesting move. And I like seeing that because sometimes we forget that they are on different planets. So the gravity and all of the different forces within the planet is going to have an effect on a body. So I like the way they're working that. Um, I think that that's very she's a belter. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And she's a belter, right. And she's a belter. Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying not to go too far ahead <laughs> because I, there's so many, but I see so many other things unfolding along the way. Um, but yeah, I like that the battle uh, where they went after, where they were chasing Naomi um, and this belter um, trying to, uh, where Murtry Mer- was trying to, uh, bring them back. I feel like it, it, what they did really well with this is we see kind of both sides. I i don't agree with Murtry in any way, shape, or form, but I get a little bit of well, understanding right. on his I, I th- Yeah, I think that they should have been brought to justice, absolutely, but it's not his job to just execute exactly. people. Exactly. And I think that yep. that made it very interesting and really set the conflict. But I do and also what it does set the fact, too, is how racist he is in yes. against the Belters because yeah. he has a conflict with uh, Amos and he's very careful not to hurt Amos because yeah. he's like hurting Amos is more trouble than it's worth. If I kill a yeah. few Belters, nobody will care. Yes. So he feels like he can do it with immunity. Plus, Amos would jack him up. Well, I mean, he he had all his boys around him. He could have had them kill Amos, and he was like, "Nah, I don't. That's like it's too much paperwork." Um, and it really just shows the difference between Belters versus because Amos, as much as he acts like he's wild, he's from Earth, and yeah. so he has more rights. And they really do a good job on this show to show that. But we need to move on. Um, thumbs up. Keep watching. This show's great. Yep. And we'll wrap it up in the new year. We'll just like, we'll finish all these shows and, and conclude them in the new year before the new show. Oh, this premiere. and Witcher? Yeah, this and Witcher. Uh, and then we'll have the last episode of Mandalorian and, and Dark Materials will probably be over too. So we'll wrap all those shows up. But let's start off with, now that you mention it, next up we'll talk about Witcher. And oh. can we talk about the first three or did you only watch the first two, Tom? I know I did say that but there was just like a huge development in episode 3 yeah. that I did want to discuss yeah, uh, go ahead Aaron I didn't, I didn't watch it oh. oh I said Aaron oh hey, hey. Oh. Oh. What, 
Well, you know, um, I, I I always try and give three episodes to every show um, to see just how I feel about it. Um, I have to say, uh, I think if we had started at episode three, I would be a bit happier with the series um, because I feel like it really got moving. It, 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 there, okay, with, with the first episode, um, I just wasn't as invested um, with a lot of the characters that they brought forth. It, they just didn't affect me or move me um, in certain ways. Um, I feel like um, I wanted more. I'm a huge Henry Cavill fan. Um, huge fan of his of his work, but I wanted more out of his character. Um, I wanted more to care uh, about the type of work and who he is and what he does. Um, I feel like he was kind of relegated a bit to um, not necessarily um, moving story as much as used to kill things. Um, and well, that's, that's what a, that's what a Witcher does. That's a hundred percent their job, and they also Ooh. reiterate that Witchers don't really feel. Yeah. But I wanted more out of his arc because I feel like because he is the lead character, we, we I needed just a little bit more about who is he um, because he has the white hair. So I know he's he's um, and I don't even know if the word mutant. <laughs> yeah, they say he's a mutant. Yeah. No, they say mutant. But and I know that's why he has the white hair. So I get that. But I just wanted a tad bit well, more. Yeah, he also has some powers, and he doesn't yeah. age. And there's other things. But oh, Tom, go ahead. I'm curious. Have, first of all, yeah, I want to ask: Have you read the books? Played the video games? I, anything? Nothing. I I came into this cold, so I watched the two episodes, and then I found um, I found an interview with the showrunner. Okay. But evidently, regarding the source material, this first season is based on, I guess the first book is short stories about the characters, and then the next book gets into the big story arc. Right. So, and oh. the showrunner basically said she wanted to hew fairly closely to the books, and one of the problems is you have three main characters. You have Gerald, and you have the two, the two women. You, the, you, know, the Yenif- you have Yennefer, and you have Suri. Yeah, yeah, Jennifer and Siri, so that that was kind of problematic. So I want to give the showrunner props for kind of deviating from a standard format. But the thing is, this is streaming. The old rules don't apply. But so the first episode, I was a little frustrated because, you know, you've got these you've got this division of character. I mean, you're, you're spending most most of your time with Geralt and then with is it Siri? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Siri's the little girl. Series. So yeah. you Series only, you only spend time with two characters in the pilot. In the pilot. And then in episode two, you add in Yennefer. Yeah. But I don't know what it was. I think the bard's what sold me over. <laughs> oh, the bard? Especially he, when the bard he's, says, yeah, he's got here I am providing exposition. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. He was definitely so, and, and, much and needed it comic me, relief. It, yes. it, it made me want to binge... Uh, old episodes of Galavant. But no, it's <laughs> I'm a big Henry Cavill fan, too. I, I mean, ever since he was the son in Count of Monte Cristo when he was oh, a teenager, yeah. I'm like, yes. this kid yeah. is good. Yeah. And then, obviously, I'm a huge Man of Steel fan. And you know, DC Films slash Warner Brothers is stupid if they fire him from Superman because he's perfect. But this is... I'm interested to see where the story goes because yeah. I have no idea. And, you know... It's it's nice when you have a showrunner who is being reverent to the source material, admitting that she's going to change the order of some things, but otherwise hew pretty closely. So, mm-hmm. uh, Peter, you know, you're... I hope it's. Go ahead. I thought you were finishing. No, your I hope it's a big hit for Netflix. Uh, Peter, your thoughts? I know you watched some of it. I've watched some of it, and I've played. I've watched the first three episodes, and I've played Witcher three. Years ago, maybe like 20 hours. I never finished it. Um, and this kind of makes me want to go back and replay it. Um, I was, yes, I was a little, I would say I was a little rocky on the pilot, maybe the first two episodes. Um, you know, one thing is, is that while Netflix definitely is not afraid, afraid to spend money, you know, say what we will, and we might at the end of this episode say what we will about Game of Thrones, but Game of Thrones is a really good-looking show. And, <laughs> and The Witcher, you know, it's like, I like the costumes, um, and it, you know, it, it doesn't feel cheap. It's not terrible. But there's definitely stuff where it's like these big wide shots, and I'm like, nah, that looks okay. Like, it doesn't look as epic mm-hmm. as, like, a Game of Thrones-like thing. Um, I, but most importantly, how was the wig? 
Pound yeah. the wig. <laughs> a wig. Yeah, it looked like a wig. It looked like yeah. one of his Like, I mean, I will say, I, um, Polygon did a thing, I think, where they were like comparing how Witcher and Mandalorian are strangely like similar. You know, like, and I was like, that's yeah, weird because you both have these like somewhat stoicy characters, except that I think Mando's funnier. Um, they and I will say that from what I've seen, there are kind of a there is sort of a monster of the week vibe. Um, at least maybe what I've seen. Well, it because might... it's, yeah, because like I said, it's it's based on the short story. So each short story, oh. he's fighting a different monster. Yeah, but 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 no, I'm on board. I will say that I I was excited about Witcher and I was excited about Dark Materials, and I haven't. I kind of stopped watching Dark Materials. It's not bad or anything, but it. It could just be the very simple reason that Witcher is more adult. Now that doesn't mean I need to see like nudity, which the show has. It's not a about that. A lot of it, unfortunately. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's just more. There's just a grittiness to it that I'm like, I just respond to that or Carnival Row more than I do Dark Materials. Um, but 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 I'm I like them all. Um, yeah, I, my biggest thing though, which is strange, is I kind of say uh, a lot of the white people lo- all look the same to me. Like, um, <laughs> like, like I have, wow. I've, I've called Olivia many times been like, wait, so <laughs> that's Jennifer. And she's like, that's not Jennifer. That wasn't her name. I was like, it looks like the same brunette girl to me. Like, uh, like, uh, so there, that definitely happens to me. Um, so also as a person, she's who, got a hunch. She's a hunch. I know. Girl. That's what I said. <laughs> I talk about the hunch. Like, yes, of course. Like, you know, Oh, I actually, though, speaking of the hunch, and I'll wrap it up. I my favorite of the three stories is I I do really like seeing Yennefer mm-hmm. in her kind of Jedi witch sor- sorcerer class like thing like all that's yeah. that's probably my favorite part so far. All that stuff I really liked. Um, I think Henry. I, agree. I so don't trust that teacher. Well, oh. you shouldn't. She yeah. bought her for four pence. She's like, how much for a pig? He's like, 10. she looks like evil Kelly Ripa from uh, from freaking yeah. Empire. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree with. Um, I would agree with uh, Tom that sometimes I think Henry Cavill is a little underrated. I think he was terrific in Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, he, I, he, he rocked yeah, that role. That good. Yeah, Fantastic. I think he, and I think he is. I think he can be a good Superman, but that really depends on the material they're giving him. Give him a good script. Yeah, and give him a good script. So I'm like, yeah, I could buy him as Superman. So All I right. am. I would say right now I'm on board. I I, I don't think it's perfect or anything, but. I'm on board. All right. Now, Libya, what about episode three? Because I know you did see three as well. I know, but we I told Tom we were only going to... Because oh, there's a oh, big kind of twist in three that I don't want to spoil for Tom. Um, okay. So, Tom, please watch three because it reorders how I you think... I will watch three. It reorders how you tonight, think about it. there's no watchmen. Yes. Right, that's true too. <laughs> All right. Back on board. All right. Yes. Let's move on. We're Actually, I didn't mean to spend this much time on the shows. Uh, we're supposed to be talking about the best, worst TV shows of 2019 since we're closing out the year. And I don't want to start on a bad note. So actually, let's start with, uh, best new shows and then we'll do worst and then we'll do best returning and then you can do honorable mention or disappointing. How about Mm -hmm. that? We'll do that. So, um, hold on. Let me write the order. I have one, two, three, four. Okay. So, who would like to uh, randomly picture, pick... Actually, how about this? I'll do Allison since she's not here. So, we can't say that I picked somebody. uh, Thing, But, okay. So, for best new show is the category. And Allison was sick today, so she wrote in her picks. And for best new show, she picked uh, drum roll and no surprise whatsoever. Watchmen. Uh, so I feel like we should just go down the list. How many people? <laughs> uh, Wait, I want to jump in because I want to jump in only because I feel like I might be different. Okay, go ahead. Um, no, well, then I... you you actually no, you go. Tell me what is your okay. best new show? Well, so the thing is, it it was probably going to be Watchmen, but, but then I thought. Okay, well, you know, everyone's probably going to pick Watchmen. And I was like, think a little harder. Um, and I think because of the recentness, I don't know, that's not really a word, but um, the. Because it's fresh the, in our minds. 
Yes, because it's so fresh in our minds. I think we're forgetting about the boys. I think that um, for me, it was such a surprise. At Watchmen, I had expectations or maybe really high hopes that it was going to be good um, and was and was really, you know, uh, happy that it was as good as it was, you know, I had hoped and, and the buzz and yada, yada. I mean, there was a big chance that it was going to be horrible. There's always that chance with superhero comic, all of that. But The Boys was something that I was completely unprepared for. Um, and I think for so for me, the surprise factor and I didn't know anything about anything. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Like, is it based well, on a graphic novel? Is it based it on is, something? It, it is. Yeah. I will. I will say so, this. I I didn't forget about the boys. If the boys was good. Right. It's just no. not Watchmen, but it was well, good. Well, <laughs> well, th- my point is, I, you know, if pressed, I would probably say the Watchmen also. But I just figured just it would be on everybody's list, right? Correct. Yeah, so Correct. I figured it would be on everybody's that. list. I can see that. I so, so then I was like, well, what else besides the Watchmen? So, right. um, I I mean, we've already talked about the the boys, you know, through and through. So I will just basically say that um it was a big surprise for me um it it didn't really even though it was it, i thought it was incredibly gory um it was almost in a weird way beautiful to watch i thought it was very stylistic even the gore um and i thought the characters were and the acting was superb throughout so and again it was also very tight it was fantastic there was no wasted moments scenes dialogue episodes um so for me encapsulated i think that's a very bingeable show um and uh yeah so i thought it was great is, right. it, is it as good as The Watchmen? I don't know. But still, it would, I just wanted to give something else. Okay. Uh, Tom, your your pick real quick. Let's just go through the list as quick as possible because we're actually behind. So, Tom. For best your... news show? Yeah. I would say uh, definitely Watchmen, honorable mention to Mandalorian. The well, wait, 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 wait. We're, we're not at honorable mention yet. Honorable mention is that later. Oh. Uh, there's an actual category for honorable mention. <laughs> Hold uh. your honorable mention. All right. You saying Watchmen, number one. Yes. Yes. All right, Aaron. Uh, Watchmen. And Peter. Oh wait, wait, wait! What am I saying right now? The... <laughs> Good to hear that you're paying attention. No, best I, I, new I, show. No, I definitely have something to say. Oh, best, best, best new show. Um, yeah, I would probably go with Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. And uh, I did the same thing. So, um, yes, uh, Yusin. You are good with p- picking something different, but I think that I've looked at the lists on, on all the critics, and it's on every critic's top ten list in, like, the top two or three. So, oh, they're not crazy. Good. All right, let's move I mean, on. Like... I, I was going to move on to the next one because we're actually running out of time. Um, now, here is something. Your worst show, the worst show of 2019, and here are the rules. You have to have at least seen three episodes of the the show you picked for the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with Peter. What is your worst show? Oh, I feel so Wait, terrible. is it worst new show? New Wait, show? It or could be any, wor- show? any show. It doesn't have to be new. But the okay. worst show of 2019. You don't so have to feel I, bad. Everybody's going to pick one. <laughs> well, so, Houston, uh, I was so happy that you and I uh, bonded with the optics of uh, Asian female Asian characters in uh, Watchmen. However, yeah, the worst show for me is, is The Boys. <laughs> did how many episodes what? did you watch? Did you watch three? Yeah, I watched four. I thought it was. T- I think it's. T- I think it's everything that the watch. Everything that Watchmen is good at. I think Boys is is just terrible. I think it's it's way of looking at gender politics is really trite. I think the way it looks at class is insulting. Like I. I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was engaging. I don't like Kick-Ass, which is what it reminds me a lot of. I, I really could not stand that show. Like, oh, I, I know. I, I heard about it a lot. Yeah. Oh, that is for sure the worst. I mean, if, if okay, like, if we're being, if we're just being, like, the worst poorly made, it, it would be Netflix's The Island. But I only saw the pilot for that, so that's why I'm not counting it. Whereas the boys, I kept watching because Libya liked it so much, and I was like, ah, "Yeah, so that's 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 the worst for me." Okay, then, uh, Aaron, what is your worst? Okay, my worst um, show is um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. 
I, <laughs> well, that's technically so? multiple. That's not really I was a totally show. Go with that. I was totally gonna go with that. <laughs> oh, oh, oh because, because I thought it was it was sold as like three episodes. So I, I yeah, went, me too. <laughs> okay, so you're trying to you're trying to do the combo. And, okay, and just to explain myself as a avid superhero comic book fanatic, just maniac. I was so disappointed that they didn't properly use the source material, which is right there. Everything you need to make this thing dynamic. So Crisis on Infinite Earths is my worst of the year. Or most disappointing. Well, that's a different category. But uh, oh, that's, oh, that's a different category? Yeah. I said, mm-hmm. if you read the email, you have a choice between most disappointing or honorable mention. Those are your, mm-hmm. You get to pick one or the other. Uh, Tom, what is your worst of 2019? Oh, hands down, the morning show. Oh, oh, I love the morning show. I don't, <laughs> I don't care how many Golden Globes nominations they, they just want Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon on the on the on the on the um, on the red carpet. That is C R A P crap. Wow, it's just they are acting their hearts out with the worst. Bargain basement Sorkin material. So, so you're saying it's, it's so like it's the, like the television version of Cats, is what you're saying? It's the tofu of Sorkin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just and if you're gonna do if your inciting incident for the series is a fictitious version of the Matt Lauer story, you don't keep Matt Lauer as a series lead. Have you seen much of Matt Lauer on NBC News since he got fired? No, you haven't. There's a reason for that, Apple. All right. Jeez. All right. Uh, Yusun, your pick. Well, um, I don't know how you guys couldn't possibly know what my answer is because um, I've been <laughs> griping about it for nine months. Um, I mean, I was going to save it for most disappointing, um, but I, I'm going to go with Game of Thrones because they had eight, I don't know how many years to give us the best, best season ever known to mankind. Um, and I, I, I won't harp on it any longer. We've, we've, everyone's talked it into the ground, but this is what I'm going to say. And I want to say this. I want to say it to David and David. I think <laughs> the reason, I hope you're listening. Uh, I, I, I'm going to stick to this, the politics, the, 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 the back door, back room, whatever. I have so much vitriol for the, the last season, specifically because it didn't have to be. It did not have to be that bad. And um, I know that they were just tired of the show. I know that it was lazy. They were greedy. They were want, they wanted to move on to the next thing. And I think that's a big F you, fingers up, double fingers up to the fans. Um, it was a disservice to the actual art of the 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 actual the, the piece. You know what I mean? So they just dumped it. They wanted to get it done as fast as possible. They didn't do um, justice to most of the storylines. And I think that because it was the final season and the culmination, it should absolutely get all of the the hate that it, it mostly got because like I said, it wasn't like a failure on, Oh, we just, we were, we ran out of ideas or, you know, we, the story, you know, stayed too long or whatever. We ran out of money. I mean, it really, I think it was because of their greed, their laziness. They just didn't want to give us and, and incompetence. Sure. All of it. But to me, it was so avoidable. So it is absolutely. And because of the, the, the devotion worldwide to this show to give us that I think is utterly, utterly wrong. And so I think that's the worst show of the season. And okay. sadly, yeah. the, and sadly, the television Academy still honored them. With, I know. You know yeah. Politics. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to put my list. Um, I, I pretty much predicted, I, just like you predicted that people would pick Watchmen, I was pretty sure somebody would pick Game of Thrones. So I feel like I felt like I didn't need to do that. So uh, I actually have like, I know I, I give people hard times about this, but I put down Deadly Class because it's terrible. Like it's just oh, badly yeah. made. Yeah. But then somebody else was like, I looked at somebody else's list and they had Titans. I was like, oh, Titans is better. Like, it's like a better pick because I feel it's like a better worse it's a better worse did pick. Did you mainly. watch three episodes of season? Two? I watched watch the three first, episodes of season two. I watched the first two, and then I watched the was it the bat the Bruce Wayne? Is it the Bruce Wayne one? 
And then I, yeah. I, I watched and see, and then this is the other thing. I watched scenes from it because people were like, <laughs> oh, this is amazing. So I would just watch that bit. Like I've sporadically watched. I did not watch the whole last season, which is why I feel like I did watch all of Deadly Class. And I was like, oh, my God, that was terrible. <laughs> uh, but I think I was just I was I thought that titans could be better like it, it and especially because i felt the same way about season one i felt like season one could have been great and it wasn't and then i was like okay season two this is your chance to improve and then it wasn't it was better but it wasn't great right so mm-hmm. yeah okay moving on i'm not even gonna oh, can tell I, can i get can i give a negative shout out to dc universe for not telling me my subscription which i was going to cancel anyway had lapsed with no notification. Oh, so you just couldn't log in? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, good, because I'm not going to pay for this TV after the worst watching that game. <laughs> like Doom Patrol Season 2, which is supposed to be on HBO Max, so suck it, DCU. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one, which is Best Returning Show. Let's look at what Allison put. She put Succession. And she talks, she raves about this show anyway, so, I mean, that goes without explanation. Uh, let's go with reverse what we did last time. Aaron, what, uh, is your best returning show of 2019? Oh, best returning for me, hands down is the expanse. Um, it did not disappoint me at all. I, that's why I had to binge watch. I didn't mean to, uh, watching it. Um, I think that just, I mean, with just the sheer storytelling with the production value, um, with every, I feel like even with the casting, um, the, sure, there are things that aren't perfect about it, but there's more that's right with it than wrong for me. And I feel like it hit, it checks off almost every single box for me of what I want from a great series. Um, I, I, came, I came in with anticipation and I was not disappointed. Phenomenal series. And the story arcs, my gosh, I, and, I mean, Shura Adelashu, come on. More and more and more of her. So I, I love The Expanse. So my best returning. Uh, Peter, your thoughts? How do, well, I have a question. How are we doing, like, if I did a network show, a network show would have begun in 2018 and ended in 2019. So, like, how are we doing this? Is it only, it can only air in 2019? Like, yeah, what would the- pretty much it can only air in 2019. Hmm. What? No, that doesn't make sense because the season it's its own season and, and it runs into 2019. Well, we but Otherwise, we can't we can't we, we it, this is best and worst of 2019. So are you saying are you saying you can't pick something from last season is that what you're asking Peter? Well, no, the thing is something that, that started well, started last year but ended this year. Well, it's, okay, it's like this season. I would like I would say well, uh, tell me what your pick is. Well, my pick, if I can, if if I can pick something that is the 2018-2019, so it finished in May, I would say, I would say the last season of Supergirl. I think was incredible. Oh, so I, as opposed to this season, are you serious? I do. Yeah, I, crazy. I, I, what? I completely dismiss, dismissing your critique of the boys. <laughs> Peter, Peter. <laughs> I just do not get the hate that Supergirl gets. I, I don't get it. Like, I, I look. I don't look. I don't think that seasons two and three or whatever. Were, were perfect or anything, but I and really. By, I just want to clarify. I was not. I was. I want to clarify. I was not laughing at you. I was laughing at everybody's reaction to your. But however, <laughs> however, however, well, there's two reasons. One, I wanted to pick Supergirl. Um, one because I do like you under, can. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. But the other, the other thing is that it's a. Network. I think you have a crush on Melissa Benoist. Well, I, of course, I do like Melissa Benoist, but I mean, like, I'm not gonna. I know people always say. I mean, yeah, I do like her, but no, that's not the only reason. Um, actually, to be honest, I'm more of a. Is it? Nicole Maines is that the yeah. the other the new super the trans super the trans uh, hero? Yeah, I actually have more of a crush on her than Melissa Benoist by this point. But but anyways, that neither here nor there. But I kind of like the idea of picking a network show. However, I do think there are two other shows that I think. Well, you these get are clean. one one. You already yeah. picked Supergirl. Pick one other one if you're going to well, try to like edge your bet. Yeah. Well, the other two shows I think are better, but I hadn't finished them, and they're definitely. I, want to hear it. I just want to at least hear them. And they're and they're 2019. That's why I was like, well, if we're only doing if we're only doing 2019, I'm like, wait, what? 
I said, just say them. Say it. Hurry up. Say them. I would say that I would say it would be a, a tie between Pose season two and Succession season two, but I have not finished them. But I think they're both. How are they best if you, you haven't bothered to watch them? And they're both done. It's not like they're not done. I know. It's just, you know me. I just, I get caught up. Like, it's great. I just, you know, something else comes along. I, I know. There's no which is why I'm show, like, come show. on, man. That means but that's that you didn't. Uh, yes, but Supergirl, I finished the whole thing. So that's why I was like, well, I think that counts now. Uh, All right. Uh, uh, Yusin, what's your pick for returning? Uh, okay. Well, I, I was in the same vein of, of Peter uh, in that uh, – look, we talked about this last week. No, that's week. fine. Was, Go ahead. We're green. No, no, no. We're green. Take I know. Pick. I know. No, no, I know. I'm saying there were 688 scripted shows across all platforms. I literally – I mean, I couldn't even come up with this list because it gave me a headache. And I thought all the shows that I – you know, should have watched, could have watched, whatever. So I thought I would do what, again, is more rare. And I was like, I limited myself to network show because I thought, you know, everybody, all the other great shows are really not on the network. So, and then I had like a really hard time. So I'm going to go with, um, it, you know, and it isn't the best returning show, but like I said, I'm, I'm going with a network show. So I'm going to go with um, The Good Place. I feel like, you know, it isn't the best show on TV and, you know, and, and whatever. It's one but, of the best shows. I can give you yeah, that. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I'm, you know, no, no. But what I'm saying is it doesn't get the fanfare anymore as like, you know, these, these newer shows. Um, and they're all on streaming. I just can't think of another network show that it is as well liked as The Good Place and critically well reviewed. So I'm going to just put the spotlight back on The Good Place, especially because it's the last season. Um, and uh, and uh, it has it has really, you know, been strong every season um, with, you know, my, for me, little minor hiccups here and there, but nothing even remotely, you know, Men- mentionable but we, um, we, we gotta we gotta keep going i'm sorry i don't want to mean to cut you off but we gotta i'm trying to keep the the road the, the, just list your shows no, no, it's fine. It's, there's not much to say we've all said it every time we reviewed the good place so i just wanted to you know remind people of that and 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 mention the network show all right tom what's yours as tempted as i am to go with the expanse i'm going to say Gronish, a show we don't talk what? about really Wow! Did you did you watch any of season two? If I not, did not, I just I hadn't heard, if, and if people not, weren't talking about quiet, it. Like according to your own rules, no, they, they did something in season two which was remarkable. They dared to make Zoe. They gave her an arc where Zoe is completely unlikable, and by the mid by the mid season point, she got she almost got expelled for cheating on an exam, and oh. then Dre cuts her off, so she has to get a job. And, you know, basically they did kind of a redemption arc for her, but I had a chance to meet Anthony Anderson and told him that was really gutsy what you guys did. And he said, hey, real life. So, you know, showing what young people really go through in college. And I've been dealing with kids like this for 21 years. (laughs) I give them I I give them props for that. All right. Wow. I, I didn't even that wasn't even on my radar. All right, uh, the show I'm going to pick was probably not on any of your radars because I don't even know if we talked about it in the podcast. Uh, It is called Dark. It is a German time-traveling show, and it came back for season two over the summer. And what's it's it's a little fuzzy for me because I watched season one and season two back-to-back. So technically it's a returning show, Uh, but I loved it. I loved mm. it, and I I think when I was watching it, I I, th- I think I might have told people, hey, you guys need to watch that, but no, you really need to watch it. It's amazing. Mm. Um, so I'm picking Dark. Uh, and now we're on our last topic. Here's the trick. You can either pick Most Disappointing Show of 2019, or you can pick Honorable Mention of 2019. And uh, Allison has picked... Uh, you guessed it, Game of Thrones as her most disappointing. That's not a surprise at all. And let's circle back the other way and let's start off with you, son. What was your either, did you pick most disappointing or, mo- or honorable mention? Honorable mention. Okay, what do you uh, got? Because, you know, because disappointing would have been Game of Thrones. So, um, I'm going to go with Marvelous Ms. Maisel. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, um, I don't, you know, it's a light show. It really, uh, and I think we forget about that because a lot of, lot of shows are, you know, and I just went with the good place. So there's a theme going here. Um, a lot of these great best shows are very heavy, dark and, you know, important and deal with, you know, issues and stuff. 
Uh, Miss Maisel is not at all. It's cotton candy, maybe a little. It's a little heavier than cotton candy, but it's really well acted. It's charming. The costume design is out of this world. I mean, they custom make everything for her. And I don't even know that for a fact. I'm just using my eyes. Um, <laughs> it, it, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's a show that, you know, people have talked about it. It's been lauded. She's gotten the awards. Um, it didn't really lose much of a step. So I think it should get credit for that in its third season. Um, you know, it's it was it's never been an incredibly, you know, deep moving or profound show, but that's okay. For what it does, it's really an enjoyable watch. And what what makes me um what proves it to me is after I binge a show how much I'm really disappointed there are no more episodes. You know right. what I mean? No, I um so that. for me, yeah, so for me, when it ended, I was like, oh, man, I'm what, six months, nine months, how long do I have to wait? So for me, I really, I, I want to give it an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, Tom, honorable mention or most disappointing? Honorable mention to Stumptown. Really? You're giving it to Stumptown? Yes. Wow. I love Stumptown. I just, it's a throwback to kind of like the Universal 70s detective shows, but you've got a female lead and... Uh, I great ensemble cast. Uh, it's just I love the show, okay. um, and I think more people need to see it. All right, uh, Aaron, honorable mention or most disappointing? Uh, I'm going to go with most disappointing. Go ahead. And I hate to say it, but my most disappointing was Agents of Shield. What? And I hate to say that. I hate, but really? this, you know what it is? This last season. It just didn't do it for me. Um, and I've been they, an they killed ever. people. People were I dead. Know. I know, but you know what? Agents of Shield has always been within my top five shows for almost every season, or at right. least top ten. But this last season disappointed me. Um, I, feel we, I feel we went to too many directions, and I feel like we lost um, what was there really was some, so. There were some cotton candy episodes in a season that should have been tight. That's true. Exactly. That's it. It, you know, so it was most disappointing. I still liked it, but it was just disappointing to me. It didn't live up to what I was expecting and hoping uh, it would be. Okay. Uh, Peter, honorable mention or most disappointing? I'm going to go with honorable uh, mention. And um, it's kind of the perfect honorable mention for me because I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. I was like, ah, we'll see. And Amazon, although I will say, Yusin, I do love uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Uh, I don't love a lot of shows on Amazon, but I gotta say, uh, I really liked Carnival Row. I thought it was a really solid first season. It really came together well. I liked the production line. I I liked the two leads. I, yeah, I thought good good role for Orlando Bloom, who I haven't seen in a while. I think Cara Delevingne, sort of like um, blah, who's Batwoman? Oh, Ruby Rose. You know, two people who were former models that are now becoming actor actresses. And I think they're both good. Like they're not, you know, Meryl Streep or anything, but like, I'm yeah, yeah like I, I, you know, I like it. So yeah, I think Carmel Rowe for me would be the one that I would want. Cause to me, honorable mention is more like, it's me picking something that I hope if someone hadn't checked it out, they're like, yeah, check this out. Like, okay. and I'm glad it's season two. All right. And for me, I also went with honorable mention though. Not exactly. Well, maybe it is the same reason. Uh, for my honorable mention, I picked the OA season two, which, hmm. uh, it's now been canceled and it ends on a cliffhanger. So yeah. that kind of sucks, but <laughs> it was, it took everything that they did in season one and expanded on it. And it like, exp almost like, I felt like they were trying to expand my mind. Like they really did some experimental stuff in a good way in season two. And I really enjoyed it. Um, Though I watched, I think I watched season one three times to apps to understand it. And but once I got the rhythm of the show, I could really get what they were doing in season two. So there you go. There's my honorable mention. And I think that's it. Did I miss anybody? I think we got everybody. All right. So that is the end of the podcast for 2019. If you guys have any questions or comments, you send them to tvcampfire@gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, We Novelist, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys in the new year. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.